Hey everybody, this is Bilgariot and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Bilgariot series of books by David Eddings. Welcome to season four, episode one. This season we're reading book four, Castle of Wizardry. And today we're diving into the prologue. My name is Sondra Turnbull. I'm the director of Goddess Kindled Universe. And I'm um, a fantasy author. More specifically, I'm a magical realism and mythic fantasy author and a nonfiction author as well and, you know, other stuff. I'm here with my podcasting partner, Alicia. And as we can see, I'm not talking, I haven't learned to talk any less than I have always talked. I'm just, just, hi, Alicia. Okay. That's why we love you. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm Alicia Seymour, a fantasy author of uh, stories that talk about discovering the magic and wonder and the darkness, something like that, right? <laughs> Yep. So yeah, good well, to be back. Welcome Three to weeks the off. new season. Yeah, new season. We're all refreshed. Yes. Back. Feels good. <laughs> well, shall we get straight into Polgar's cup? What's in your cup yeah. this week? What's in your potion? My potion is burgundy wine with a splash of lavender. Um, I finished the first run through of the Raven and the Oracle manuscript, which is the third book, the last book in my first series. And like, this was a huge accomplishment for me because I have literally been procrastinating this thing till the last possible means I could. And I think it was yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, I actually finished reading and, and not just reading it, but I was making sure everything was making sense and changing what needs to be changed and all of that. So now it's just like the last few run-throughs, which go a lot quicker and I'll be ready to be edited. So um, it's gonna be ready sooner than I think I realized. Um, so that's exciting. And I also started writing because I want to take a couple of days off after finishing that, put my mind somewhere else. So I started writing the short story that I've been wanting to write for a while. Um, it's actually inspired by the song, um, Ed Sheeran. He has a newer song out that came out maybe a few months ago. It's called Afterglow. I don't know if you've heard it, but um, it just is, I don't know, his songs always have an impact on me at a deep level. Some of them, some of them are too uppity, but um, this one, I was like, oh my gosh, it's just the first time I heard it, I'm like, this would be such a beautiful kind of story, you know? And I did that with my other short story. Um, it was from of Monsters and Men, Little Talks, that song inspired that story. So this one's gonna be, a, and I started planning yesterday and that, that was incredible. I can see how much I've grown as a writer over the decade because the, the level at which I'm thinking on a story planning, even for a short story, it's like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be amazing. So uh, that's all been going on. And in my personal life, there's still been challenges as we have to make some shifts, transformations Transitions is a better word. <laughs> um, and still challenges as a mom, you know, it's not getting any easier the closer they get to preteen. It just gets harder. <laughs> so, that's what I've been with that for the last few days, especially are, okay, just breathe. You don't need to react to it. Yep. No matter how ugly it looks, just let it go. Yep. So. That's my last few weeks, I guess, okay. in a nutshell. Exciting though with your writing. Yeah, that's been my, what's kept me yeah. centered along with yeah. meditating and stuff, but yeah, but writing so, is kind of meditating. You know, it's, isn't it interesting that 
uh, we were the girls in the library at school because that's what kept us, what's what got us through. And now we're the girls in the pages getting mm -hmm. us through things that yes we need to support ourselves through. It's true. And even reading um, like the Discovery of Witches, the All Souls series, that helps, has helped me so much. Yeah. Just to check in with, you know, characters who are, they have their own struggles, but then they make, not they make, they don't make the best of it, but they, you know, it just mm -hmm. helps you to see oh, yeah. a story like that. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Already, I'm yawning already. Oh. <laughs> okay, so my question. It isn't, but maybe it should be. Coffee with cinnamon. I don't know why I picked that. Well, I picked it because this afternoon when I was writing the my potion, it was kind of the end of my day and I'd had a really long day at work. I'm like, I need a coffee. Coffee with cinnamon, mm. that sounds good. But <laughs> I've been crafting, I'm crafting a series of letters for new GKU subscribers telling the story of how my publishing company came to be. So that's sort of the, like the arc over a series of about, where am I, one, two, three, four, five, five emails that, that go out over the course of about a month when someone will first sign up to my mailing list. And um, sort of, it's, so it's like spans almost a decade, like gathering all of this, what, what I published together and and i've realized that i've achieved quite a lot in the in that time and i should probably take a moment to just celebrate that realization yes like, well wow, you know <laughs> so that, it's that's true you gotta appreciate everything that you've done because in that when you give the attention to all you've accomplished it welcomes more accomplishments and so i'm back but I'm really, uh, I don't know, so I've been in this really romantic, nostalgic kind of mood, um, mm -hmm. you know, crafting these, these letters because, you know, it's, it's like, anyway, they're, be they're quite beautiful. But like, yeah. so I'll read, I'll, I'll tell you what the subject lines are and it'll kind of like encapsulate everything. So there's, Want to try some real magic regarding podcasts? Mm -hmm. <laughs> A startling revelation of inexperience. <laughs> <laughs> the reigning in of ritual weirdness. I like that one. The day I broke the world. Mm. And... An improbable love story and how I created a publishing company. <laughs> I like those. Those are good. So, you know, it's like, because it's not just like, yeah, I write books and these are the books I write. We do podcasts right. and meditations and fiction and nonfiction and music and poetry. And you can't put all of that into one email. Well, you can, but it would be a book and people would stop reading. Right. <laughs> Spread it out. Yeah, that is good. It is good to do a little bit at a time and then you could even stretch it out, like have it go over a few months and send 10 emails if you need well, to at some point. I didn't want to make it too long. I'd like this is to get people into my newsletter, which... Right. I've promised myself I will write every month because <laughs> yeah. I never have done a regular email, like a regular email to my subscribers. And I'm totally like bad, 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 bad company, bad director, bad group, bad author. It's not good communication. <laughs> so I'm like, promise myself, no, I'm going to do this. So I'm taking the time, you know, this has been on my list for like seven years to get my onboarding emails sorted out. So I'm finally doing it. That's good. It is. It's a lot of work to get that done. I remember I did mine like several months ago. I revamped it all. I'm like, this is a lot. 
It's a yeah. lot. Uh-huh. I'm going to be doing it again soon because that short story, when it's done, it's going to be the first things they're getting. It's the story in pieces. And then they'll get the rest of the sequence after. I got so into like, book hey, funnel too. You did? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I've yeah. already, I'm close to 450 oh. um, subscribers just by doing that. Well, I've, the- I was in a nonfiction like sales promotion uh, last month. And this month I'm going to go into, um, I've got a newsletter builder lined up. So, and it'll be like a nonfiction so with embodying earth yeah so i'm i've got that lined up to happen okay that'll be good you can even put that on a book funnel as your thing well this is this is the reason i'm getting all of my emails sorted out it's because i'm like okay i'm gonna have people signing up i should probably Mm -hmm. get this shit sorted out yeah um right and so i'm I think I'm going to do like a sample of Embodying Earth. Like I could put the whole book up and maybe I will put the whole book, the ebook, Embodying Earth as the sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still thinking about it. It all comes together. Yep. So that's what I've been doing this week. Glad to be back on the show. Yeah. It is good to be back. I was looking forward to it all day. So this morning, the prologue. This prologue is easier to read than the other prologues, I think. Yeah, it is. And uh, so, and you did you notice that the prologues are based on different historical accounts? Yes. So, hence the different you know, language and writing styles. Okay. I imagine. It would make sense. This one is based upon the book of Aelorn and later accounts. That's what it says. <laughs> Being an account of how Reva Iron Grip became guardian of the Orb of Aldua and of the evil wrought by Nessa. Yeah. So Should I do a Garian's view really quick or? Yeah. All right, I was thinking it might be better if we skipped it because I don't know if I'm going to do it justice. But what do you mean? The why, why wouldn't you do it justice? What's what's the what's the? I don't understand. Um, I don't know. I just feel like whenever it's historical stuff involved, and I have to recount it, I was not a history person. No, um, no, but this is this is Garyan's view. It's new eyes on new information. It's not about the historical master. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay, so uh, in the prologue, we get more of the orb, how it came to be, details about Garyan's ancestors, and what happened to them. So that was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. There's also information about the Naisans and the Tolnidrans, the Tysonidra to Gary and their ultimate wedding. Uh, maybe not a wedding, something else, but Belgariad. I liked at the end because it said the Belgariad refers to the journey of Belgrath and his companions. I was like, and oh, that's what Belgariad means. Was it you <laughs> asking? Was it? Yeah. Were, were we talking like, about this? Like, where did the Belgariad, like, what does it mean? Yeah, because I said, why is it the Bulgariad series? What does Bulgariad mean? <laughs> and it, it's in here. It's in this prologue. Yeah. Right at the end. So that made me happy. So the Bulgariad refers to the journey of Belgarath and his companions yeah. to, to, to reclaim the orb. Mm-hmm. That's the, the Bulgariad. Yeah, that's good to know. And I guess it is like named after Belgarath because he's the one that led it all. I guess so. You know, he is the dude. 
anyway, so what did you think of this little slice of um, uh, history? Did it give you, did it fill in gaps? Did it give you like, oh, you know? A little bit. It was interesting. Um, I think I may have forgotten a lot of the stuff I read that might have <laughs> been connected for me. Because there are some moments where I was like, oh, I feel like there's something I should remember right there. But I couldn't Aww. grab onto it because it's been a while, you know. Uh, so again, when I can read it all through all the way on yeah. my own, it'll was, probably be different. You know what? I actually was thinking on the highs, oh, maybe I should just tell you, read the whole thing. And I'm like, no, 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 Sandra. No, Sandra. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> no, not at this point. No. I don't mind going through it like this right now. I just... Um, Unfortunately, I don't have that good of a memory. Yeah. And so when it comes to remember details on something, I'm not, I'm not going you to. You know what would be good is if before we start on the next series, the Malrian, mm -hmm. if we took some time and you read, like just read through the series as a whole, like in your own rhythm mm -hmm. so that, you know, yeah, I feel like I'm setting assignments like a like a college professor or something. <laughs> no, no, I know it's optional. I don't have to, you know, because we could take um, like but, as much time as we want between, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, we could. Just an idea. Just an idea. At least read the last book all the way through. I move on to the next one or something. You might have you might actually find you enjoy reading the whole series like just yeah. all the way through. Yeah, probably. Because it must be, it is a must be a weird reading. It's like you've never read anything like this before, neither have I, but at least I like it's not new <laughs> for me. I don't actually need to read them. I could just sit here and have a conversation with you. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's like the me with other books. Uh, what is this all the stories just popped in my head and i just thinking about supernatural and just how that story lives in my heart oh i still don't have um, my tarot cards damn it oh my goodness i ordered my supernatural tarot deck it is not here yet it's running very late i've had an email from Amazon telling me it's delayed. Sorry about that. Do you want to cancel your order? No, I don't fucking want to cancel my order. I want my cards. <laughs> Send me my cards. <laughs> yeah. That happened to us recently with a desk. And oh. it didn't come. And we had to cancel the order because we found out the desk broke on the way. And for Alexis. Was like, you found out? What did they tell you or something? What? They sent an email. They, they, I got an email that was refunded. So I contacted the seller and I just said, why was I refunded? And he's like, I'm so sorry. But uh, we got a message that the desk broke and now they're sold out. Oh. So we just refunded you. I was like, oh, God. You're going to tell my 10-year-old this, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's asking me every day, when is the desk coming? Oh, shit. Oh, well, hopefully it'll come soon because that would be fun. The supernatural. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because so we are definitely having a supernatural tarot segment. Mm -hmm. It's definitely yeah. going to be a thing. Really out of lip balm. Look, it's not in there. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, tell me what you learned. Tell me what you know now after reading the prologue. Well, <laughs> that was the most beautiful eye roll, listeners. At least he doesn't often give me them. an eye roll, but that was a doozy. I wasn't rolling them. I didn't. You may not them. think you rolled them, but my word, look at the video well, replay. <laughs> I definitely wasn't rolling them at you. I was probably more rolling them at myself. I'm like, okay, let's see how much oh, I remember honey. even from. Oh, honey, it's not a test. Come on, let's just go yeah, through it. It's not a test, but in my mind, I'm thinking I just read this. Oh. So let me remember. Okay, so shall I start talking? Yeah, you can start talking. Okay, because, you know, that's what I do. So 
at the start of the prologue, it's all the way back and it starts talking about Cherik and his three sons. Mm-hmm. And they're all, it tells about how they went go with Belgarath, the sorcerer, into Malaria to reclaim the orb of Aldior that's been stolen by Torak. So this is um, ah. Okay, so if I'm remembering, and I'm just trying to remember the things that we've talked about and what you don't know about yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's where it's hard. Um, so Torak stole the orb from Aldir. You knew that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is before Torak cracked the world. I think. I'm sure Eric will correct me or Niall or someone or Dawn. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I feel like it is too, though, because, well, because... They talk about Zadar. Yeah, it must be. Be Yeah, because Torak's still awake. He's not asleep. Is he asleep yet? They talked about him being asleep at the end. But but then when did the cracking happen? Because this feels like it was before. It did feel like it was before. Hang on. Okay, then 4,002 years from the day... When accursed Torak raised the stolen orb and cracked open the world. Okay, so this is after he cracked the world. This is after he stole the orb and cracked the world. 4,000 years after? No, 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 no. That's, that, that happens later. So in here, is so it's 4,000 years after Torak cracks the world when the Neesans come to visit the Isle of Winds. That's when that happens. But for the 4,000 years before that, you know, so they go to get the ore back from Torak. They get it. Uh, So they've gone on this quest with Belgarath. And um, the youngest son, the youngest son of Cherik, takes the orb. So he reaches out and takes the orb of the three sons. He's like, it's like he's the most pure or pure of heart. And so he he's able to take the orb. And so he becomes the protector and his bloodline becomes the protector of the orb. And as long as his bloodline have the orb, everything's safe. And so... The, the so he goes to be the king of um, the Isle of Winds, Reva, the citadel, mm-hmm. and that's where the orb lives. So Reva was a person then. Okay. Reva was a son of Cherik, so okay. so you, you can see so Cherik was the dad and it's a kingdom called Cherik. Right. His three sons are Reva, um, uh, Dress, and Reva, Dress. So, you know, and the kingdoms become Reva, Dresnia, and Cherik is already a kingdom. So other, I can't think of it. I can't either. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But anyway, so they go, they get the orb. The West will be safe as long as they've got the orb. They river builds a citadel to protect the orb. And then River has a dream in which the god Bela, the bear god of the Alons, comes and says, Go make a sword. There's going to be two stars that fall. Go make a sword out of these fallen stars. Mm. He wakes up, sees the stars, goes into the mountains and finds them, forges a sword blade and a hilt, but then he can't join them together. Mm. And uh, a fox appears. 
okay. It says, yeah. and says, no, you haven't buggered it up, Reva. It's all good. Take the orb. Oh, what does he say? Take the, take the blade in your left hand, the hilt in your right, and join them. And he's like, but they won't. They're not. They, they don't do it. And I really like this little bit. They will not join. It is not possible, Reva said. Wise you are indeed, the fox said, to know what is not possible before you have made the attempt. Mm -hmm. I love that little piece. Did you, did you catch that? Yeah, I did. I did. I liked it too. And at that point, I figured it must be Belgarat. <laughs> yeah. That was the fox because it sounded like him. Yeah. And um, um, so, and the, the reason that it goes together is um, he puts, he, so that the fox tells him, put the, put the orb um, on it as a pommel stone. So it's got the, the orb there and then the magic of the orb and Reva combine to, you know, join these pieces together part of the magic and sort of so it's sort of I like the way it's sort of then tied to Riva none but Riva could wield a sword take it down from its place at the back of the throne mm -hmm. touch the orb you know I guess it's part of the the weapon so right so the, the, the next part they're talking about after the, the, the orb and all that like he forges it mm. and it talks about the boat that comes. Belderan. Mm -hmm. The fair Belderan. Belderan, the fairest maid in all the world. Mm -hmm. So then Belderan and Riva get married. Mm -hmm. And Belderan, the, Belderan is Belgareth's daughter, Polgar's right. sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're the ones that continue the, the line then. They are Riven they line. are the 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 start of the ribbon line. Right. They are the, then they, they get a pretty good family going, right? They have their kids and then the grandkids and uh -huh. and then that goes on and um it says it, it the right hand of his son, his son is born, and on his right hand mm -hmm. is a mark. The mark of the orb. Yeah. And um, so straight away he gets taken to the throne room. And his hand, his little tiny baby hand, is placed on the orb so that it can know him mm -hmm. and forge that stronger bond. And every infant that is born, same ritual. Yep. And um, it goes on that way for thousands of years. So then that's what happened when Gary untouched the orb at the end of the book. Did he touch it? No, 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 he no. Polgar, Aunt, Paul, Aunt Paul stopped him from touching it. She said, stop, there's the orb. And the little boy ran and got it. And Garion, at the end of the book, Garion is holding the little boy who is holding the orb. Okay. So why doesn't she want him to touch it? What's this? Oh, I don't know. Why, 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 why? It doesn't seem like it's a bad thing that he bonds with the orb, does it? Just gonna like well, let everyone know where they are, maybe. But nobody knows who Garion is. They haven't read this prologue. <laughs> but Aunt Paul knows that that's what needs to be done. Well, and Belgrath. But does it? I don't know. I know. I know. That's why we read the books. Okay. So all of these kids. Do you hate do me? You... Do you hate me? No. Okay. No, I never would hate you. It's impossible. <laughs> but all of these kids, you know, they get to touch the orb. And so that seems to like, obviously they bond with it, but this is something about it gives the orb more life or something like that. Well, it's after when that stops. Let's see. Uh, with each touch of infant hand upon the orb, the bond between Reva's line and the orb grew stronger. And with each joining, the brilliance of the orb increased. Yeah. So it does. Because then later it says that once they're gone, 
the orb kind of loses its life. It's just like kind of. Well, let's just dull. talk about the losing of all of the Reva's yeah. family. So mm -hmm. what happens is this is all cool. They're living there. The nest, the the Tolnedrans start to come over and they go, oh, maybe we should stop killing these people and see what they actually want. And, you know, um, chariot warboats patrolling the waters, um, keeping them out. But they just want to come and sell stuff because that's what Tolnedrans like to do. They like money. They like selling stuff. And they like making deals. And... Um, Reva just like oh you know just let them they can make a little camp outside the gate they're not harming anybody it's all very ridiculous but you know just let them do it mm -hmm. so that was fine but but then 4,000 years later another strange people came to visit the Isle of Winds and they came to the village that the Tornadrons had built outside the walls of Riva on the beach. And these people were of the god Issa, and they called themselves Neeson. And um, this, this text that, that, that this prologue is drawn from is quite obviously written by Alorn Men, because he's a dick. And says things like the Nissans claimed that their ruler was a woman, which seemed unnatural to all who heard because no woman could possibly be a leader <laughs> or a ruler. And the name of the queen was Samistra. Mm -hmm. So as much as I do not approve of anything Samistra does, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so... At this point, obviously, I knew that this was gonna lead to something bad. Uh huh. Oh my god. Uh oh, here we go. What's gonna happen? And uh, uh, they get invited into the tent or the setup that they have. Well, they're new people, so the the old king gets all the family together. Goes, come on, let's go say hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they all go in together and get ambushed. Mm -hmm. by you the just Nisons. know when the entire royal family goes somewhere together, something bad is going to happen. Yeah. So they had poison on the blades and any cut, they're already dead. Because mm -hmm. Nissen's deal in poisons and drugs and all kinds yeah. of things like that. But, but there's one, one little boy who gets away. One little boy throws himself. So, so they're on a barge out in the, like, on the water. And, like, one of the little boys, one of the grandsons, throws himself into the water. Yep. And the grandfather sees it happen. So he kind of, like, in his last breath, at least, little one got away. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. That's how it seems. Mm -hmm. And um, then, so this, all of this gets back to Brand, who is the warder of the Citadel. The, all of the, he like just demolished all of the, all the Nissen um, assassins and he questions them all in horrible ways that they can't put, they, there's no way that they wouldn't have told him everything that they knew. So apparently some Mistra had given the order to murder the whole family. And um, they couldn't find the child who'd thrown himself overboard. But one of the assassins claimed under enormous punishment and wouldn't change his story, claimed that a snowy owl had swooped down and carried the child away. Yeah. Olgera, right? Right. <laughs> That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. And from the beginning, they've been ensuring that the prophecy happens. Well, right? Since before the beginning. Yeah. You know, like her sister, Beldarin, Beldarin was the mother of this line with Riva. Mm -hmm. So she is like, she really is like the ultimate aunt. 
of of this line of children. Right. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and anyway, so then the all of Aloria just goes to war with Nisa and raises it to the ground. Mm-hmm. And in the end, some mystery confesses that she'd done what she'd done, ordered the assassinations because Torak and Zeda had told her to, had convinced her to. Yep. And then she just kept doing their dirty work after that or what? Well, <laughs> it just went downhill well, she after was, that. She was like, they were all killed. Like it says that in her final hour, so she was just about dead before she admitted it. Mm-hmm. So they killed every nurse they could find by the sound of that. But of course, by the time we're reading the Belgariad, there's a new cell mistra, and there's probably been multiple new cell mistras since then, because this is thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And they've got this okay. civilization back up and running. Um, and so now, no, there's no more king, no more Riven king, no more guardian of the orb. Uh, but Brand steps in as ruler of River. So he's like caretaker, the warder of Riva. And then his line, um, each, each, each new warder that takes over is renamed Brand. So the Brand is always the name of the warder of Riva. Okay. And they look everywhere, looking for the the, the boy who got a, who apparently escaped, but they could never find him. And um, the sword just remained at on the wall behind the big behind the throne in the throne room. The orb is still on its pommel, but now it's just a stone. There's no doesn't glow blue anymore. There's no life to it. Um, but even so, it's like, well, we're safe as long as it's there. Even though there's no king, it'll be okay. Oh, this is interesting. But now that the now that uh, there's no Reuben king, Torak again begins begins to plan to conquer the West. And after many years, he leads an army of Angarax to destroy all who oppose him. And he ravages Algaria and down through Rendir to the city of Vomimba. So he's not asleep at this stage. He's awake. He's cracked the world that, they, that, that was done a while, ages ago. But he's still active. And so... One of the, I'm not sure if one of the other prologues talked about the Battle of Bomimba, was that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so this is, this is, this is where, where this is talking about now, the Battle of Bomimba, where Torak um, and his army end up and Belgarath and Pogara are there and they take Brand with them he's leading the army to like against Torak um and there's a huge battle and and somehow Brand is able to draw on the power of the orb to overcome Torak and that's when Zeta takes his body away and hides it okay so his body, he says his body, like is Torak injured or something? Well, but... he's overcome. It says the orb, Brand uses the orb to overcome Torak and then Zeta takes his body away and hides it. But he couldn't wake him up again. So he's okay. he's asleep now after the Battle of Omimbo. Okay. And that's when the rumours uh, start of a prophecy 
that um, a Riven King, the true seed of the Riven line, will appear again and sit on the throne. And um, then it talks about um, a claim that each daughter of an emperor of Tonnesia appears on her 16th birthday in the um, Hall of the Riven King, which is the throne room of ribbons, to be the bride of the new king, if one should appear. So that's obviously what Sinidra is there for. That's why they picked her up. And and what makes you, what leads you to think that? There's some of the things the Paul said Tom, about needing to yeah. be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah, and she's Polynesia, and Garion's obviously the next reading king, and so it makes sense that now that's part of their destiny is to come together to bring back the kingdom, I guess. Like, like Aragorn is destined to come back and save Middle Earth by <laughs> ruling with uh, Arwen. Okay, so. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of years go by and again the orb's been stolen and Polgara and Belgaratha seem to be moving through the lands again and but this time they have a young man with them named Garion who claims Belgarath is his grandfather and Polgar is his aunt and they are with a strange company of people. Yep. And it just basically recounts everything that they've yep. been doing That's it, together. It? And yeah, it ends with a great explanation of what the Bulgarian is. Yes. Awesome. That's it. So that that's actually a really good prologue, I think. Yeah. It was good. And so when we start the book, we go into Algaria. How do you say that? Algaria, yeah. Algaria. Mm -hmm. So that will be the next episode. Bom, bom, bom. Yeah. I'm ready to get back into the story. Yeah. Okay, so what is your magic? Mm. I chose the the recounting of the snowy animals swooping up the child because <laughs> um, I did make the connection to Fulgara immediately. I mm. think it was pretty obvious, but um, just that she was the one to come in at the right moment, uh -huh. save him, was pretty magical. Cool. Uh, my magic is the making of the sword of the Reaving King are really yeah how all of the elements come stars. together and just, just you know forging stars that's cool yeah and reality mm, really I I really was feeling the the orb with the um the way it would gain more power the way their hands would touch. And then once they were all gone, stopped doing that, it just kind of went mm -hmm. um, silent, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's like the crystals, you know, using mm -hmm. crystals. I noticed that when I let them sit for too long, not giving them attention, that they kind of lose the, the energy a little bit. They lose the power because they're not, I mean, they have their own, mm -hmm. but they're just not being activated. Yes. They kind of go, they go, they go dormant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I try to make sure each one of them is getting attention at some point every yeah. few days or so. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, my reality is the biased reporting of the dealings of the Tolnedrans by the peace-loving Alorns in this, in, in the the text it talks about there's a there's a piece in here let me see if i can find it okay uh so 
the harper had been so Riva had told the 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 Tolnudrans to just get lost and he cleared them all away um but the emperor wanted to force the gates so that they could sell their stuff in the streets and the emperor sent an army a Tolnudran army to the island and the and the, Re the Reven king ordered that the entire beach be cleared and the harbour swept swept of ships and I'll read this bit. Great was the wrath of the emperor of Tolnidra. He assembled his armies to cross the sea of the winds and do war. Then the peace-loving Alorns held counsel to try reason upon this rash emperor. And they sent out a message to advise him that should he persist, they would rise up and destroy emperor and kingdom and sweep the wreckage thereof into the sea. And the emperor gave heed to this quiet remonstrance and abandoned his desperate venture. <laughs> so, a biased reporting. Um, <laughs> and so having been the object of an expert gaslighter for many years, this clumsy little piece of obfuscation kind of made me like, cringe and chuckle at the same time because it was just so ridiculous anyway <laughs> that was my little bit of reality <laughs> okay a good one uh-huh uh so prophecy speaks yeah Did you choose a book? Oh, okay. So I didn't. I'll use. I'm reading a Dragonlance book. My first Dragonlance oh. book. It's so fun. Uh, Chronicles yeah. of Autumn Twilight. So I'll use that one. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go. Okay. So my question is. My question is, is it time to buy a new for us car? Like not a brand new car, but a new for us car. And how do I best support that situation? <laughs> so the book I'm using is Dragons of Autumn Twilight by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. And how furious you were, he recalled, and how beautiful. Your beauty was a blessing to me in itself. I needed no other. You wanted me thrown out of the games. Goldmoon smiled sadly. You thought I was angry because you had shamed me before the people, but that was not so. No? What was it then, chieftain's daughter? Her face flushed a dusky rose. But she lifted her clear blue eyes to him. I was angry because I knew when I saw you standing there refusing to kneel before me that I had lost part of myself and that, until you claimed it, I would never be whole again. For reply, the plainsman pressed her to him, kissing her hair gently. Riverwind, she said, swallowing. Chieftain's daughter is still here. I don't think she can ever leave. But you must know that gold moon is underneath. And if this journey ever ends and we come to peace at last, then gold moon will be yours forever. And we will banish Chieftain's daughter to the winds. So. So. There's a, there's a person who has two responsibilities. A responsibility to her people and a responsibility to herself. And the other person misunderstands her intentions. 
but she has the but but she has she sort of explains so yeah so she so the other person misunderstands her intentions so this is telling me to be very careful mm-hmm. and clear about my intentions no disguising be very upfront and apparent and there's no suggesting or maybe this just lay it all out and be really clear so there's no misunderstandings yeah i feel that your partner is yeah you know it's gonna be a different action obviously than the book (laughs) more more peaceful more receptive supportive Mm -hmm. more peaceful receptive supportive I feel of an exchange than um, in the book it's not a totally new idea it's like been hanging around but yeah maybe just for yourself be very clear on what your intention is first yes yes once okay. you're clear, once you're clear and, and then you're, then you can go, okay, here you go. Yep. And it'll, it'll probably work out just fine. Yes. But it, 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 if that is the reading, then yes, it will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your turn. That's good. Um, mine, I, I want to, I'm still having tiredness every single day. Like, I almost need a nap every day. I wake up in the morning and I feel completely unrested most of the time. I'd say 99% of the time. Yesterday morning, I actually woke up and kind of felt like, oh my, I feel a little bit awake. So I'm amazing. So, can I ask a question which I can totally just cut out of the show? Okay. Do you have your own bedroom? Well, I'm the only one that sleeps in the bed. Okay. But it was ours. So that I just want to know, is there anything I can do? Yeah. Or is it more of an energetic thing or is yeah. it something else? This is, is my it- like even before you I read this and I've gone, oh honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, so what can I do about that? Though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Time. Great question. So while you're while there's this extra toll on your energy, what the hell else yeah. can you do that you're not already doing? Because I literally, uh, I go drop them off at school and a lot of times I come home and I'm just like, sit in my chair like this, like, it's eight o'clock in the morning and I want to go back to sleep but there's so much I want to create you know yeah okay and I don't want to I don't want to live I just don't want to live like that I want to yeah. be like yeah I'm ready to sit down do some writing ready to sit down do some well do your reading because otherwise I'm just going to start therapizing you okay so <laughs> I'd like to know where the tiredness I feel every day is coming from what I can do about it in the meantime okay letters from a star seed is the book i just got this book i mean look at this cover oh that's awesome i love this woman she she's the one i got the card decks up Uh, her name is her name is rebecca campbell so we'll see see. Uh, we all have a role to play but only we know what our role is. It's the title of the page. We all have a role to play. It's repeating the same thing. Uh, paths unfold only when we walk them. Don't let someone who is not you tell you what you should do. They're not you and you're not them. They don't know and will never know what's for you just as you don't know and will never know what's for them. If they're spending their precious moments on earth worrying about what you should be doing with yours, they're wasting theirs. 
<laughs> Don't let them waste yours. Your life and your time are precious jewels. If someone thinks that it's their job to point out the way your path should be spiraling, they're likely ignoring the jewels of their own life. Don't let their distractedness distract you from yours. Keep your gaze set. Politely invite them to do the same. As you walk your spiral, you'll find yourself turning toward others and others turning toward you. What a wonderful thing to share your journey. And while your path may naturally influence another's, keep walking your way when the inevitable call to turn comes. And it always comes. Endings are necessary for beginnings to happen. Okay. Is that helpful? Yes. Um, I've actually been getting this message in other places too to allow, mm. uh, specifically allow him to be as he is and to not let it affect me because it has nothing to do with me. Also, take that message and apply it to you dealing with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, does that make sense? Like you say, you come home and all you want to do is sit in the chair, but you're making yourself wrong for feeling the way you feel. I don't know if it's that as much as it is. I don't want to do it because somebody's observing me do it and I'm letting that make it wrong. Ah, well, see, that's, I'll say again, take that and yes, apply it. You can apply it to a couple of different dynamics in your life right now, but include yourself as you dealing with yourself and and kind of have a look at how that power dynamic is going inside of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely the same message I have been feeling recently and it's just different words. Yeah. But it's the same. And yeah. I understand and I am releasing little bits at a time as they come up yeah and I think that yesterday morning waking up in the way I did was a good sign yeah I'm going in the right direction great so okay okay Hugs for Alicia. Hugs, 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 hugs. Okay, so what is your prediction for the next chapter? For the first chapter, really? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember. Come on, bring what it. Was, what was the name of the city? I don't know. So I think that we'll obviously we'll meet up with the company. I think they'll be fleeing. It was was it Rackthol? Is that the name? No. What was the Rack city there? Rackthol. Cthul Mishrak. Cthul Mishrak. Okay. Well, they'll be fleeing that place. And um, I think that we'll be able to see that they've, they've got the woman from the cave, that woman that was singing the dark thing. Mm -hmm. And that they'll have her with them and they'll be looking for a safe place to hide until things quiet down. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Can't wait to read it. Yeah, me too. What's the hashtag for this week? Are we going to keep going with hashtags? Should we keep going with hashtags? I don't know. Let's look how we ask. Do you, do you listeners think we should keep doing hashtags? We, do you enjoy them? So we, nobody's using them. So no, well, nobody ever has. And we're up to but like, we're up to if like, you enjoy it though. We'll still do it. Yeah. yeah. Just, if, if we get an answer, of yes, then we'll keep yeah. doing it. If we didn't no answer at all, then maybe 
we'll let it go maybe we'll let it go so i'm not going to do one someone tell me do you like a little hashtag thing or is it just like part of the conversation you tune out like oh this is the signal to tune out because it's time for the outro which is cool too which is fun yeah let us know oh okay okay, so i have a new feature that i'm going to start implementing this season um uh, for show segments so i now have the ability to timestamp uh show segments if you so if you listen in spotify this is for you so i will be when i put the new episode um post into patreon i'll be time stamping so i put the like segment times Mm-hmm. in every post but now i'll be able to timestamp them so you can click on it and it'll take you straight to spotify and open it up at the segment that's pretty cool that is really cool <laughs> so um that's going to be coming this season i hope you find it useful let us know let me know if you find it useful because it's fiddly and it'll be you know I'm going to do it anyway, but anyway. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is really cool. I'm sure people will find it helpful. Yeah. So um, um, as always, you'll find all the uh, show notes and links to everything on our website, belgariedandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. So head over there and check it out. You can leave a voice message for us um there's links for that as well and if you want to read some of the chat that other fans of the show are posting you can follow us on patreon everyone can follow us and as always you can email belgariad and beyond at gmail.com with any questions or comments the belgariad and beyond podcast is an indie production and the best way for you to support us is to become a pat patron i have been saying you know the two best ways for you to show your support is to leave a review on itunes or become a patron but i'm not sure that i actually care about reviews (laughs) on itunes i mean i know that a lot of people don't listen to us on itunes and can't leave us uh, a review so places on on those platforms that they do listen though right i'm i'm keeping an eye on how people can um rate and review us like on on spotify especially i'm keeping an eye on that uh yeah. they can't yet um mm-hmm. but like if you have something cool to say like you can email us your review your rating or your review and mm-hmm. we can, i can i can like feature you in Mm -hmm. other places so please do that like if you want to say kind things or let us know how you feel about the show email belgaridandbeyond at gmail.com that would actually be great so you know yeah because we understand definitely understand that everybody uses itunes and apple and all of that so yeah so yeah there's other ways to let us yeah. know yeah absolutely and <laughs> you're please, enjoying you know it. please and and you know just the best thing you can do is if you enjoy it tell people yes that's the best thing you can do just share it hey guess what this is awesome podcast yes exactly please do spread us around and so thank you so much to our patrons you are yes. awesome and you pay for the bones of the production of this show mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like much like zoom hosting and web hosting it doesn't sound like much but i'm incredibly grateful to you um yeah. and patrons get to comment on our posts they get access to bonus episodes called before the show and full uncut video of every episode and uh, the chance to have private prophecy speaks sessions with us, which you can, it's like, you know, that's just something that you don't continue all the time because, you know, it costs quite a bit, but it's with both of us. So it's kind of cool too. But you would just go in and, and choose to be 
you know, choose that tier of patronage if you mm. wanted to have a session with us and you would just leave it selected for one month or something, you know, the month that you want to have the session in. That's how that works. Go over to Patreon, Patreon and, and check it out. There's more information over there. There's links in the show notes for everything. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of it all. Sandra makes it so simple for you to just click what you need <laughs> and it's all right there. So I try. Grateful for all of that. So welcome to season that's, four. Yeah. Episode one is done. It's done. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you next week thanks for being here bye guys